tell you who's doing sneakers the best in the game right now. That's New Balance. The two-way V4, featuring this groundbreaking use of technology with fresh foam. It's called Fuel Cell, creating this combination that we love of rebound and cushioning. Fresh Foam offers unparalleled cushioning for maximum comfort your entire game from start to finish. The upper construction features this lightweight textile that reduces weight, which we all need, I know I do, while remaining supportive and breathable. Hard to find that combo. The two-way V4 gives you the tools that you need to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way V4 at newbalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome to a bonus episode of the Heat Check. Today, we've got a special interview with the radio voice of the Brooklyn Nets, Chris Carino. This conversation originally took place on my betting show called BetMGM Tonight with co-host PJ Glasser and Ryan Horvath. Chris gives us his first impression on the Nets, more importantly, how he sees Ben Simmons' role on the team, his thoughts on who will come out of the East and the West, and also which players he's eyeing for MVP. In this first clip, Chris gives us his immediate reaction to the first Nets preseason game with KD, Kyrie, and Ben all sharing the floor. He's a calm guy. He's trying to keep it together, but you could tell he was initially very excited. Well, we got to see them all last night together in uniform on the court for the first time, which was exciting. It was exciting. And, you know, nothing to see here. Everything is exactly the way it was with Ben Simmons in the fold now, and we'll see how it all <laughs> how it all works out. But I think, I think there's an excitement level. I, I certainly do. I think there was some rust early on last night, but if they can defend at a high level, they're going to be a very good team this year. Of course, the big question everyone wants answered, besides all that KD stuff, is, how will Ben Simmons fit into Brooklyn's offensive and defensive schemes? I asked what Ben's role would be. Is he a one? Is he a five? Is he an on-ball defender who doesn't need to shoot? Listen in to what Chris had to say. I think he's going to be a little of all of that. I think he, he's primarily, though, I think going to be your, your half-court ball handler. I mean, I think he's, the, the ball's going to go through him. But the, but the thing that makes him such a great complimentary piece to Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant is that he doesn't want to hold on to it too long. He wants to get it out, get it where it's got to go. I mean, we saw him making some over-the-shoulder passes, some no-look passes. What I what I loved was a, a pass that he had out of the post to the opposite wing for a three-pointer. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got that size, and he's got that vision, and you'll see him make those drop-off passes in transition. I mean, I think what's really going to make Ben Simmons valuable to the team this year is he's going to push the pace. 
You know, they're going to, they, they want to play a little faster. And he's a guy that's going to be able to get it up and down the floor. And I, I know he'll play pick and roll. I mean, I think the, the biggest recipient in this offense, and you saw it early on last night, is going to be Nick Claxton. Absolutely. I mean, you know, he's, he's just going to get all these dump off passes for dunks. I mean, how many times did he just, if he cuts, he's going to get dunks. And, and I think what you, what you saw with him last night as well is, they and I and I think you'll see this. I think this was a tip, you know, something they tipped off last night. Is they'll get Simmons out of the game early and then bring him back with the second unit guy. So bring him back with players like Patty Mills and if Joe Harris comes back in the game with him. We didn't see Seth Curry last night because he sat out, but I think you're going to start to see some of that, and he'll just be the primary ball handler. I still think everything's going to kind of go through him. And, I, you know, they still got stuff to work out. I still thought that Kevin Durant didn't get the ball enough in the first quarter of the game. You know, you can't forget about Kevin Durant. You know, you've, you've got to play through him a little bit. But there's certainly so many options offensively. The big question, though, is, is going to be, again, they gave up 42 points in the first quarter last night. I know it's a preseason game. This is the Sixers without James Harden and Joel Embiid, and you let them score 42 in the first quarter. So that, to me, is the biggest thing they have to work on. And if they can get that to just be... It's like the thing with Ben Simmons. Like They don't need Ben Simmons to be a 35% three-point shooter. They also don't need to be in the top five in the league defensively. Just be like average. Just be like middle of the pack defensively, and they can they can win a championship. What do you think is the main thing holding them back from being a, a middle-of-the-road team? Because... Ben Simmons is one of the best on-ball defenders in the league. We saw that last night. I I think that's going to be – I'm not saying they can't be because potentially Ben Simmons was a runner-up for defensive player of the year one year. He's a two-time first-team all-defender. Kevin Durant can be a premier defender. He can be a good rim protector. Um, Nick Claxton has been an excellent defender. It's going to be can you – the Sixers lit it up from three in the first quarter. And sometimes that's a product of guys just getting hot. But a lot of times it's a factor of usually not closing out on shooters not rotating to shooters. And I think sometimes the communication, when you've got new faces and new guys coming together and playing, on the defensive end, it takes some time. Like, it takes some communication level. And it's about effort. It's about intensity. This is a team that's got depth, and they've got scoring ability. So just give lay it all out there on the defensive end of the floor. Do I think they have the potential of being a, a decent defensive team, good enough defensive team? Absolutely. They absolutely do. And I just think sometimes we'll, you, you tend, especially early on, you tend to look at, well, how do all these guys fit offensively? They'll figure it out offensively. It's how do they fit defensively? That's to me, is the biggest thing. And I think they will. They've got really talented, good defensive players that if, if they can come together, you know, even, even a Kyrie Irving, he can be dazzling on the offensive end with his hands, and he can be really good with his hands on the defensive end of the floor and start some of these transition opportunities. So, But I think the point being is that sometimes the last thing to come around is that defensive communication, that being together, being on a string defensively, and that's got to come around. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Eastern Conference is absolutely loaded this year, so my guy PJ Glasser asked him if he saw anyone out East who might actually be a surprise team this year. 
Chris's answer was very revealing. Yeah, I think it's going to be hard for anybody to kind of come out of nowhere and contend with those top teams that you mentioned. I mean, if you want to throw Miami in there, the young up-and-comers, I mean, I look at a team like Atlanta, who maybe overshot their expectation level a couple of years ago. Last year was probably more along where they kind of were. I think, you know, going to the conference finals two years ago was a, was kind of out of nowhere. But I think now when you when you add DeJounte Murray to that team, like that can be a really good team. You look at Charlotte. I think Steve Clifford is an awesome coach and he's going back there for another stint with Charlotte and he's got a really good young team. So they, they were ready. And that's why it's going to be such a gauntlet to get through the East. When you look at teams like that, I mean, there's no easy teams. I mean, Peg, I think the Knicks are going to be better. They're going to be challenging maybe for a playoff spot. You look at what Chicago did last year, and they should continue to climb, although Lonzo Ball, I know, is having the knee issues. But, uh, you know, then you really got good teams at the top. And when you look at Milwaukee, you look at Philadelphia, potentially the Nets, talk about Miami. You know, Toronto is another team that's always really tough, right? I mean, so you're, we, I think I've already named more than eight teams. Yeah, you so didn't even mention be, Cleveland. Didn't even mention Cleveland. Oh, my goodness, Tristan. Cleveland, right? I mean, what they've done, and now Donovan Mitchell there, I mean, they're a top a contender to be in the top four in the Eastern Conference when you throw in what Evan Mobley did last year and Jared Allen. I mean, again, the East is going to be – there's going to be a couple of really good teams that don't make the playoffs yeah. in the Eastern Conference. It's definitely one of the deepest years we've seen in the East. We also asked Chris right here what teams we should fade out West. He laughed about me going all negative, but I think his answer was spot on. Give it a listen. I don't know what Phoenix's number is, but, you know, they've kind of been pushing and, and contending the last couple of years. And Chris Paul's not getting any younger. I potentially think there, just because they've played at a high level for, for a few years now, could they kind of get overtaken when you think of how much better the Clippers are going to be this year? And, you know, you think the Lakers might be a little bit better, although Anthony Davis keeps getting hurt. You know, Denver will be better because they'll get Jamal Murray back this year. So maybe the Suns might, you know, again, I still think they'll be pretty good, but maybe those teams will kind of creep up on them and, and maybe get past them. You know, a team like Dallas, to me, I know they're on the rise with Luca, but Luca's always been one of those guys that's a little—I don't want to say out of shape, but it, it, there's always a question about his fitness level, and he can tend to get those calf strains and things like that. And I would—I'd be concerned if anything ever happened to him where he had to miss an extended period of time. Dallas would not be very good, and I think that they would probably, you know, could not handle that. And then they lose a, a glue guy like Jalen Brunson this year. So I, those are probably guys. I would look at, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, like New Orleans is going to be better. You know, could Memphis, I, I feel, is a really good up-and-coming team, but potentially if there would be an injury, even though they play, they play really well with John Morant out of the lineup, he tends to miss some games. Can they continue to be that yeah, good no when John's out of the lineup? Yeah, so, no yeah, Jaron Jackson either for a while. Yeah, it's another guy that's always out. He's, he's always out of the lineup. So, but again, they, there are other guys that play well. But I, yeah, I, pretty, I think like Phoenix would be the team to me that the rest of the pack is going to catch up to them a little bit this year. Finally, we were all interested in hearing on who Chris had on his MVP watch. He's definitely got his eye on one player, and he gives you also a good tip on why you might want to just fade a favorite. 
I've always been of the ilk that you, you can give it to Giannis every year. I mean, he's just, not only is his, his, his talent level is great, but the thing about Giannis is his durability, which you need as an MVP candidate, right? The guy is just, he's indestructible. And he always seems to add something every year. And I think when you look at the last year, he didn't rest on his laurels as a champ winning that ring. He was in the gym all summer becoming a better free throw shooter which was something that he probably added how many I don't know if he you know, I have to look back I don't know his numbers in terms of if his if his uh, scoring numbers were up at all much last year but it certainly seemed like free throw shooting was an Achilles heel for him even in his MVP years and he went out and he became a good free throw shooter last year remember he got rid of the hole where he used to hold on to the ball for like 13 seconds mm -hmm. and he was actually working quickly last year and he was making his threes and it became because he put the work in during the offseason so I'd be curious to see what does Giannis put the work in this summer because you know it was something and you know he's going to improve in some aspect of his game and like I said Luca's always I think question mark to me because of his body and he, you know he's an Another guy that played this summer in, you know, competitively an international game, which you always watch out. Those guys that play all summer, they can wear down a little bit. Huge thanks to Chris Carino for giving us his insight into the season. So give him a follow on Twitter at at Chris Carino at C-H-R-I-S-C-A-R-R-I-N-O. BetMGM Tonight airs Monday through Friday live from 7 to 11 Eastern time. Available on demand on the Odyssey app and in podcast form wherever you find your podcasts. Many thanks to my co-hosts, PJ Glasser and Ryan Horvath and my producer, Cameron Gray. That is it for a bonus episode of The Heat Check. Check back Monday for an all-new episode and do not forget to check out the feed for past episodes and interviews. Please follow us as we get you ready for the 2022-2023 NBA season and download, subscribe, please tell your friends, every single damn one of them. And oh yeah, follow us on social at, at this heat check and at Trista Crick on TikTok because the heat check never sleeps, not even on the fucking weekends. <laughs> <laughs>